You're listening to the American Window Cleaning Magazine podcast. We're going to be talking again about uh, marketing. We think it's very timely because uh, all of you are sitting at home, and especially in the cold weather states, you're, you're ready to ramp up, ready to get going in the spring. And uh, we've got uh, Kurt Kempton with Responsibid. Uh, he's going to join us today. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, how you put uh, packages together and why it's so important. So I think Kurt is there. Hey, Kurt, uh, thank you for coming uh, on board with us. We really appreciate uh, you being a part of our magazine and uh, uh, hope you're doing well. Yeah, this is great. It's always fun to be with you, Mike. Yeah, good. So a lot of guys this time of year, uh, they're they're chomping at the bit. They're they're waiting for those seventy degree days to to be upon them in the spring. They're they're wanting to think about how would they build their business, how are they going to present their business this year. And uh, you've done a lot of phenomenal things uh, with Responsibid, but uh, n- not to be slighted here in any way or minimized is the fact that you built a window cleaning company. You 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 were a window cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So one of the things that uh, you talk about a lot is, um, is offering customers um, uh, choices, giving them uh, through packages and just different pricing choices and things like that. Talk about that a little bit. Why is that so important? Well, actually, it really goes back to what you were saying about me having my own window cleaning company. and We did window cleaning and pressure washing. And I found out... Uh, through trial and error and then reading some books about some theory and stuff like I found out that if I went to my customer and gave them an ultimatum and said, you know, here's a bid, they would either do it or they wouldn't do it. But when I, when I tested the waters on saying, here's three options, which of these looks best for you? Um, my close rate went up, but also my upsells went up. I had lots of customers who would say things like, oh, I don't know you guys did pressure washing. As we're standing there, handing them the invoice, they've already booked the job and completed the work, and they're paying for a window cleaning, and they go, oh, I wish I would have known you did pressure washing. <laughs> Dang it. You know, like, your windows are just fresh. Yeah, your windows are clean now. <laughs> um, so we started offering uh, packages, and one of them was window cleaning plus pressure washing, and oh, my gosh. It, it just – all I can say is, is this. In a nutshell – I learned that I can make way more money with way less effort if I would just make that one little change, offer my customers um, a few options, and then ask them which one they wanted. Yeah, that's interesting the way you term that, too. You said, if I give them an ultimatum, and that's basically, here's my price, take it or leave it. And that's the ultimatum, isn't it, in, in business? And so by offering them some choices... It uh, kind of lessens that, uh, it even lessens the pressure to the consumer, right? It's not, it isn't an ultimatum. It's not a, uh, here, you're going to use me or you're not type of attitude. Yeah, it, the, uh, I, I do intentionally call it the ultimatum because for the longest time, like when I was early, 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 like fresh out of college, starting my window cleaning company, I actually would just write it on the back of the car. I mean, it was literally an ultimatum. Like I, you go to the car lot. And here's the car we sell in this color. Take it, you know. And of course, people got to shop around. They got to feel, you know, your psychology needs more than that. But we also did something called line item pricing, which would be, you know, you go to QuickBooks and you go windows cleaned inside and out this much, ladder work, screens, pressure wash the driveway, soft wash the house, and we put on, then we have grand total at the bottom. And 
What I found was that line item pricing, in essence, it's sort of like ultimatum pricing because it has a grand total, but there's all this haggling inside. So I would, I would hand someone an estimate and I would say, you know, we can knock off something if we need to. Or I thought I was being really, you know, nice to show them all that. But the problem was by associating each service with a price individually, the common thing that I think all of us here in those scenarios is, tell you what, throw the screens in for free or throw the tracks in for free or if you'll throw in that driveway, I'll do it all, you know. And when I went to package pricing, that also disappeared overnight. So not only was I selling more driveway cleanings, but I was selling more driveway cleanings or house washes or whatever um, for full price. And that was that was critical. Yeah. So I want to back you up just a minute. You went to college? <laughs> yeah, I did. And and you started a window cleaning business? <laughs> what the heck? I mean, how does that how does that jive? Okay, let's see if I can tell this in like three minutes or less. Get this. I'm uh, I'm getting ready to be a professional mountain biker. Like that's the, the road I'm on. And I'm working at a bike shop and I'm working towards those goals, but I figure that I don't want to be a stupid mountain biker, so I'm gonna to go to school and get smart. So I'm, I'm going to school, I get married, have my first kid, and I'm actually, I'm, I actually went to ASU's business college. It's called the W.P. Carey School of Business. I'm at the business college, and I decide, you know what? I have a baby. I have kids. This traveling stuff sucks, and it's not, it's not good for family. So I decided I was going to start a bike shop. So instead, I'm going to like carry millions of dollars of inventory and have like payment terms on my suppliers and work every holiday and weekend. Like I don't know what I was thinking, but. The point is, is that my daughter, who uh, who was like maybe three years old at the time, it was a Sunday, and she said, "Hey, Daddy, I know today is Sunday." I said, "Wow, you're really smart. How did you know that?" And she said, "Because on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you go away, and then on Sunday you come and see us." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" You know. So um, that's when I read a book called The Millionaire Mind, and it basically talks about how millionaires choose their vocation in life and millionaires choose jobs that are low overhead that nobody else wants to do and that don't necessarily have notoriety now most millionaires you know are famous and athletes and stuff like that but but actually the vast majority of millionaires out there certainly the ones that keep it and their net worth is a million or more they they typically own junkyards or car washes or um Pyramid is actually another really big one. But anyway, my wife and I talked about it. And I said, you know what? I, I graduated as a top graduating student in the, my class of a business college. And my wife looks at me and she's like, we're going to be super rich, aren't we? <laughs> and I'm like, like, well, I'm, obviously I'm super smart. <laughs> but then I got in the real world and found out I didn't know anything about business. Started my window cleaning company. And oh my gosh, that was the education right there. Yeah, no doubt. And I would agree. I mean, uh, me building mine too, that's uh, all through the, through the years, what the, the consumption and the education that you're getting when you're going through and you're failing and you're trying and failing and then making some success. And then, you know, and it, I don't know how many times you fail, you're getting kicked back and kicked back. And, and then finally, you know, it all clicks in and it works. And, you know, I, I had people tell me too, they're, they've seen me in like the last three or four years of business and they're like, man, you got it made. And I'm like, man, you didn't see it 
you know, you didn't see it in the beginning where it was Monday through Saturday and sometimes Sundays too, you know, so your kids was even saying, oh, it must be Sunday evening because that's the only time I see you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so awesome. That's uh, a nice story. So, um, yeah, I was just joking. Sometimes uh, we, we get this uh, stigma in our industry that uh, uh, the industry is doesn't have educated people in it, and it certainly uh, certainly does. I'll, I'll speak to that for a second. The, the first thing is, is that they say every overnight success um, comes after years of hard work, and I found that to be the case, is that as soon as someone looks at you and goes, wow, you've really grown something. That's really blown up. Dude, it didn't – like I didn't wake up and that happened. I worked my butt off and lived on rice and beans and then yeah. – you know, and then the second thing is, is that I'll, I'll say this about um, window cleaning and pressure washing specifically, my experience. There is no other job that I can really think of, at least that I do now, that will allow me to put an earbud in and educate myself while I'm working. That was, that was the most phenomenal part. We allowed all of our employees to always have one earbud in so you could still hear. But we had libraries of books and stuff. And I just, I really missed that part is that every day I was drinking from the fountain of knowledge and yeah, window cleaners and pressure washers, they very often will tend to be some of the smartest people, you know, because they're, they're learning all the time. Yeah. Well, anybody that can go out in the world and figure out how to earn a dollar and not rely on somebody else to produce it for them, um, has a little bit of sharpness in and of itself. That's true. That's true. So. Um, so let's get back to marketing just a little bit. So um, giving customers choices, giving them packages to choose from. Um, you know, how often did you find that, because uh, a lot of people will say that, um, well, if you give them an option, the guy's always going to choose the lowest price. Oh, no. Um, yeah. What, what's your experience with that? Yeah. Uh, our experience is that the middle package is 70% of the time chosen. Most people, they don't want the lowest package. They don't want the highest package. They'll, they'll send themselves to the center if you give them three options. Um, recently in response to we actually released the ability to go up to five options and we're still kind of gathering data on that. But here's, here's what I would tell people. If you, when I first started response a bit, I only knew my own world of, of five-star window care. As I got to know more and more business owners, I found lots of people saying, we only offer top shelf. We're not going to offer this other garbage. And Back in those days, I didn't really know how to respond to that because I was like, oh, man, I must be bad because I'm offering lower packages. But actually, those I've learned over the years, those people were really missing out because here's the thing. If you really believe that the, the top shelf service you offer is worth the money, then when you contrast it against other packages, it will hold its, its salesmanship to it. So here's what I mean by that. Let's say that you're a window cleaner and you only offer in and out window cleanings with screen cleaning protectant, uh, track cleaning, uh, cobweb removal, maybe even house wash on top of it. Maybe that's like, that's what you sell. Then I would tell you, put a package right next to it that your competitor is going to sell anyway. Go find out what your competitors are offering. Price it the same as your competitor or higher. I don't really particularly care. But then make another package on the other side that is way blown out. Like, find out how to be even more high-end. Glass sealant, hard water removal or guarantees, insurance, rain insurance. Um, I don't even, I really, again, I still don't really care what you're putting on the other side of it. The point is, is that if you walk up to someone and you allow someone who wouldn't see the value in what you're offering at your top shelf, who is going to go with your competitor, and you're giving them a place to shop from you, 
you still win because you're not selling on expectations that you're going to provide what you did before, but you're still getting that business. And you can still know that you're doing a job well done because you're giving the customer the happiness that they're looking for, the value proposition that they choose. And if you do sell more of the really, really high-end stuff, then you find out that there's been a huge hole that you've been missing this whole time when you thought you were offering top shelf. You should only be, your top package should only have about 10% close. Like, like if 10% of your work ends up being your highest package, that's about normal. But if you find that like 35 or 40 or 50% of your work's going to your highest package, you need to have another high package. You've got to have the golden, golden version. And that's where you'll find out Absolutely. more about your market. That's where you'll find out more about what, you know, what people want and you'll make more money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and another thing I think that it does as well by having this package, if you are dealing with some sort of uh, price shopper or something like that, um, if if they're if you throw out this this three hundred dollar number or they see this package and they're like, oh no no, you know, John Smith window cleaning, they were doing it for two twenty five. You immediately can take them into a package, right? Oh, you're talking about our silver package. Oh, yeah, we've got that package, and and but here here it is. This is what you get when that package. So you just immediately place them wherever they're trying to go. And and okay, so that's all. That's all exactly right. I'll add one more thing to that. Then is that if someone says, "Oh, they're cheaper," this is your opportunity to say, "Yeah, we do offer a package like our competitors." But here's the thing you'll be missing out on these three items or this big, unique, awesome thing or, or whatever it is. And it gives you that opportunity to talk about your competition without talking specifically about your competition. Yeah, I know our competition really thrives on selling people this. It just makes us, we just don't love selling that package. You know what I mean? Because yeah. our, pa- our company's special and we offer more. And there you go. That's your opportunity to, to allow the downsell, but to explain the upsell and, and you know, if you're saying you want to be this happy, pay me this much. If you want to be a little less happy, you can pay us this much. Or if you want to be like socks blown off, pay us this much. When you attach the value proposition to the price instead of line items or an ultimatum, what happens is is now you're getting into that emotional part of purchasing, which we all we all thrive in. I don't care how logical a person you are, you're still a person. And most purchase decisions, maybe not every single one, but most are emotional at heart and if you don't allow for a place for emotion to creep in you're going to make the buying experience harder for your customer yeah that's awesome stuff kurt um so talk to me a minute uh, we haven't really talked about uh the 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 uh bid program that uh, that you own and run and um how can responsibid help with this very thing that we're talking about well it's it's right in the dna responsive when i was first designing it um one of the reasons that I was pushed forward into building it was because I just wanted to have a web version of what I was doing in person. Then I realized that I was making a mistake by not just creating one entire system. But once I created the actual system, the DNA of it is every time someone asks for a bid, try and figure out a way to give them three options. If you can't think of three, then can you think of two, right? Like the, the, best part is to not have an ultimatum. And then, and then the idea is to understand the parts of the buying cycle. So responsive understands that there's the question and attaching portion. So the get to know you phase, building relationships of trust, helping your customers to be able to say, I'm giving you enough information that I reasonably believe you're going to be able to give me a really good, solid quote. And 
throughout that process is your opportunity for you to show as an expert, to start to gain a little bit of a relationship there. And then by the time you actually show them the value propositions, with how happy do you want to be? They're already sort of bonded and committed to you, which tire kickers aren't. That's how we know how tire kickers work is that it's basically skip the relationship, just get me straight to a price. I don't even care if it's very close. That's sort of a normal phase. But if you can skip through that and get the relationship of trust, give the proposal, and then follow up afterward, responsibility is designed to basically do those three things. Accurately get, get specifications, share your expertise and knowledge, get to the proposal where you share your unique selling propositions and value opportunity. And then if they don't make a decision in that moment, which of course we always want to make the path clear, responsibility does that as well, help people know how to move forward. Then you have that safety net of follow-up, which we're all so bad at. I remember in my truck, I used to go out and I would grab my business card, write it on the back, hand it to the customer. You want to do it? Well, let me talk to my spouse. Okay, see you later. <laughs> I'm off. And, uh, uh, I never hear from them again. But if you automate your follow-up via emails, text messages, voicemail, calls, postcards, you know, you build a, a string of ways to keep in touch with your customer, which is what Responsive does, then we have found that your close rate will go up by at least 18%. Wow. Wow. Well, I should say at least. That's on average. Your close rate will go up by 18%. And if you use packages, you'll find that your average ticket price will go up by about 12% immediately. Yeah, pretty significant numbers. Um, well, we we uh, really are happy that you came on board with us today. Give us just a little bit of nugget uh, there on some marketing tips and some things that uh, people can actually apply in their business. Um, all of you viewers at home, make sure that you uh, implement some of these things. Uh, check out Responsibid, uh, Kirk Kempton. He's, just, he's a great instructor as well. If you've got to see him at any of the uh, live events uh, throughout uh, the country they're going on pressure washing window cleaning whatever uh check out his uh, his marketing material and his uh, insight he's a great uh, instructor we hope you enjoyed this podcast please uh, feel free to subscribe and also leave a review and you can read us anytime at awcmag.com <laughs>